Hello, you're listening to Repent and Believe Podcast with Cynthia Smalls, founder of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here, we talk about and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fashioned in God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen? Amen. Okay, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share, download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. And this is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You are not giving up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Because folks, we are going to stand firm until the end and we are not going to allow anyone Remove us from our faith by trying to drag us back to the 613 laws of Moses. Now, I get it, but I'm not going to get it, if you will, that today in the 21st century, we have this movement. It's called Torah observant Christian. Now I'm putting the word Christian in big old air quotes. These are they who want to adhere to the laws of Moses in order for us to be justified along with grace. Some some say I believe Yes, we are saved by grace through faith, but we also must do some works. And then you have those who say that we must hold on to all of the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, especially Sabbath keeping especially tithing, especially adhering to the Ten Commandments. So folks, before we get into it, because I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to keep this understanding before us, because we have to realize that there is a lot of confusion, because you have the apostate church, and some factions want to only teach on the laws of Moses as if us being under grace 
will give us a license to sin. Meanwhile, which is so mind-boggling because you can't keep the law. Because if that was the case, then Jesus didn't have to come to this world to take on our penalty for not being able to keep it. Israel would have been able to keep it. And so the misunderstanding and the wrong teaching of it all is that the law will keep us from sinning. And that's not the case because scriptures tell us that the law justifies no one. So I want to talk about today about Sabbath keeping. I want to talk about how Torah keepers wants people to understand that if you don't keep the Sabbath, then you are not a true Christian. So, just like in the previous podcast, we were talking about tithing and that how, because see, I really got to watch my mouth, okay, <laughs> okay, when it comes to these false teachers because they, they need to repent because they want to build their empires and and treat the church as a business they command the people to tithe otherwise you are back um you are back up under God's curse not telling the people that if you try to keep any one of these laws you must keep them all and that you are in fact under God's curse because you are tithing according to the 613 laws of Moses, and you're not even tithing correctly up under the Old Testament. So I want to talk about another area, which is Sabbath keeping. So before we get started, you know we got to pray. Amen. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we love you and we want you, Father, Hallowed be thy holy name. Father, I ask for wisdom. I ask for clarity. May you show us through your word the truth on the law and grace. Because, Father, you said over here in Romans 8 that we have escaped from bondage through Jesus Christ. You said, therefore... There is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus. Father, we are not walking by the flesh anymore. Who believe in him as Lord, as personal Lord and Savior. For the law of the spirit of life which is in Christ Jesus, the law of our new being has set us free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, that is overcome sin and remove its penalty, its power, being weakened by the flesh, man's nature without the Holy Spirit. You did, Father, you sent your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your 
your own son in the likeness of sinful men as an offering for sin. And he condemned sin in the flesh, subdued it, and overcame it in the person of his own son, so that the righteous and just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not live our lives in the ways of the flesh, guided by worldliness and our sinful nature, but live our lives in the ways of the Spirit, guided by His power. Amen. So, Father, thank you for that word of truth there. Christ Jesus came to fulfill the law. He he fulfilled it by his obedience. Jesus did not sin when he was on this earth as a man. And those two commandments he gave us to love you with all of our hearts, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, well, Jesus, glory be to you, Father. He fulfilled the law by doing just that. He's our teacher. So, Father, I thank you for today's lesson. Open up our spiritual eyes so that we will not be held captive by false teachings and by the false brethren who who want to hold on to the law. Christ Jesus brought an end to it by fulfilling it. And Father, I pray that today's lesson bring you glory. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. We got a question on the floor today because among the many problems and confusion that goes on in the body of Christ, whether or not do we got to do the law or do we only got to do the Ten Commandments plus live by faith? Do we have to keep the Sabbath? Listen, like I said, We are, no, not like I said, like Christ said said, and has demonstrated and the Holy Spirit teaches us that we are now under grace. Once Christ Jesus came on the world scene, we now live by faith. We don't live by trying to hold on to the commandments of the law because first of all the law was not was not given to the gentiles so i want to i want to grab the the sabbath if you will by the throat now hear me by the throat in the false teaching of it all is what I mean by grabbing it by the throat. Because listen, folks, clinging to the law, 
destroys our relationship with Christ because it negates faith in him. All we got to do is look at, let me pull up my notes here, Galatians 5 verses 3 through 9 because we need to set some foundational structure before I talk about these seven things, okay? If the Torah keepers are demanding that we who follow Jesus must keep the Sabbath, okay, well then these seven things you you gotta do, okay? So before we get to that, let us just lay down some foundation to get our minds right. Listen, verse 3, once more, I solemnly affirm. Now, everything I'm going to be reading today is from the Amplified because we need to have these scriptures stretched out and get the, the meat of it and glean from it and juice it and milk it, right? So once more, I solemnly affirm to every man who receives circumcision, because you see, Paul, okay, he was just too through with the Galatians because once they were believing by faith in Christ Jesus, they allowed these um, these Jewish uh, converts convinced them that that they have to keep the law also, okay, and his whole thing was like. Who came in and bewitched you? Didn't we not lay out the gospel? So, yeah, like that whole book of Galatians, Paul was just too through. So, he's saying over here that once more, I solemnly affirm to every man who receives circumcision as supposed requirement, no, as a supposed requirement of salvation that he is under obligation and required to keep the whole law so right off the back he's telling the people look listen y'all want to be of the circumcision of keeping the law well then guess what you got to keep the whole law not just one aspect not just tithing not just sabbath the whole law every bit of it. In verse 4, you have been severed, okay, because because he's like, how you got to keep that whole law, and by doing so, well, verse 4, you have been severed from Christ. If you seek to be justified, that is, declared free of the guilt of sin and its penalty, and placed in right standing with God through the law. I told y'all a day or so ago, Paul, by the Holy Spirit, went out of his way in scripture after scripture, illustration after illustration about how we do not have to keep the law. We do not. Listen, Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. It's like being set free from jail, but you refuse to leave because you can't believe that it is just that simple. 
that the judge has actually pardoned you and you are free to go. And because you've been in jail for 20, 30 years, you, you believe that you must do something else in order to gain your freedom when the judge is telling you your defense lawyer is telling you you are free to go. But oh no, no, you believe no. I must do some other works in order to be free. So yeah, Paul went out of his way to enlighten, if you will. And I'm, and I'm very easy on using that word, okay? But to confirm, you have been saved by the grace of God through your faith in Christ Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. The fact that he died for your sins on that cross, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that on the third day, the Father, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus made atonement for our sins by shedding his blood on the cross. Listen, it was sprinkled on the mercy seat of God in heaven. Jesus made atonement for our sins. He died a death that we should have. We should have paid the penalty for our sins because Romans 6.23 says that the wages of sin is death. Eternal separation from God and from his son, Jesus, over there in the lake of fire. So, over here, back to Galatians 3, right? I said 3, yeah. Down here in verse 4, it says, you, okay, those who want to keep hanging on to the law, you have been severed from, um, from Christ if you seek to be justified, that is, declared free of the guilt of sin and its penalty and placed in right standing with God, God through the law. You have fallen from grace, for you have lost your grasp on God's unmerited favor and blessing. For we, not relying on the law, but through the strength and power of the Holy Spirit by faith are waiting confidently for the hope of righteousness, the completion of our salvation. Verse 6, for if we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything but only faith activated and expressed and working through love. Listen, Paul can't be any clearer. It is not by the law you are made right with Jesus. You don't have to do X, Y, and Z to, to be in right standing with God. Listen, that is why we must be born again. And, and receive God's Holy Spirit so that we can discern these scriptures. Listen, 
in verse 7, he said, you were running the race well. Because I told y'all, Paul was just too through with these Galatians. Like, what had happened? Okay, he's like, you were running the race well. Who interfered and prevented you from obeying the truth? This deceptive persuasion is not from him who called you to freedom in Christ. Verse 11, a little leaven, a slight inclination to error or a few false teachers leavens the whole batch. It, it perverts the concept of faith and misleads the church. Amen. So, like I said, we are building a foundation on the word of God about what it is to now be in Christ Jesus and not be slipping and sliding and going back to the Old Testament laws of which you were never commanded to keep. What part of it wasn't for you are we not getting? Folks, listen. We got to take a look at some more foundational scriptures about the law and about faith and about how Christ has liberated us from the penalty of not being able to keep the law because just like Paul was concerned over here in Galatians 2, 4, well, I'm just as concerned as well as we all should be. Because I'm telling you, apparently, there is this movement going on where you have these Torah keepers calling themselves Christians, looking their noses down on us who follow Jesus, who have been liberated, you know, um, as if we are the ones who are in error because we are not hanging on to the law when the scripture is clear. We don't have to. Again, what part of Christ liberating us from having to keep the law, which we couldn't have kept it if it was for us, are we not getting? Sometimes, you know, I have to talk like this because a person can could sound scholarly and just feel with all Bible knowledge, but sometimes you just gotta keep it real and tell people we need to wake up and do not be deceived and do not be running after all of these movements and who's doing what and you watching this person video and they calling Jesus by all these Hebrew names when the New Testament calls him Jesus Christ and then they want to call God with all these consonants, these letters and Jesus never told us to do that because that's where we, we get our instruction from our master. Did he go around calling himself a, a, a Hebrew, a, a Jewish Hebrew sounding name? No. Did he tell us to call the father that? No. So then what are we doing? Okay, listen. Galatians 2, 4. Paul was like, 
my concern was because of the false brothers. And that should be all of our concern, false brethren. Okay? My concern was because of the false brothers, those people masquerading as Christians who had been secretly smuggled in to the community of believers. They had slipped in. They had slipped in to spy on the freedom which we have in Christ Jesus in order to bring us back into bondage under the law of Moses. Uh, folks, these are not my words, but I wholeheartedly agrees, agree with Paul's position here. It's true. It happened in the, in the first century church. And it's happening in the 21st century church as well. Listen to what Paul is saying. This is exactly what's happening still today. They, talking about these false brothers, had slipped in into the body of Christ. To spy on the freedom which we have in Jesus Christ. Why? In order to bring us back into bondage under the law of Moses. But we did not yield to them even for a moment. So that the truth of the gospel would continue to remain with you in its purity. Amen. I, I, I feel a rant, <laughs> okay? I'm feeling a rant because, listen, the, the hour is getting shorter and shorter day by day. Listen, folks, get my pen. Jesus is on his way back. And he had told me to tell the people that his reward is with him. And he will give to every man according to his deeds and according to his ways and doings. Folks, we got to wake ourselves up. We cannot be deceived. How many times do Paul need to tell us by the Holy Spirit, do not be deceived. The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Listen, you cannot be carried away by every wind of doctrine. You can. One day you for Christ, the next day, or you back over there in the, in the Old Testament, calling yourself a Torah keeper. Let me tell you something. In love, I'm quite sure these people are well-meaning because they actually believe that. They actually, they actually believe that we must hold on to the laws of Moses. And they truly, in their hearts and spirit and soul, believe this. But we have to speak the truth irregardless of what the many false brothering are saying. And let me tell you, they sound very sincere. And I'm quite sure 
aside from this era, that they probably are some nice folks. It's just that they got carried away and allowed themselves to be captive to deception. Listen, Philippians 3 verses 2 through 4 says, Look out for the dogs, the Judaizers, the legalists. Look out for the troublemakers. Listen, Paul is giving us instruction here. He, he, he's giving us um, a command. He's telling us, look out for these people. Here they come. Okay, look out for the troublemakers. Look out for the false circumcision. Those who claim circumcision is necessary for salvation. Because see, during Paul's time with, with the first century church, you have these, these Jews who claim that they have been converted, but yet are telling the people that you must be circumcised along with being under grace, that you must be circumcised. And so they were calling them, that faction, the uh, circumcision, okay? Those who claimed that it was necessary for salvation. And folks, just as a footnote here, now that Christ has died and he, ha and he has resurrected and how these um, Jews, these converted Jews are saying that, oh, you must be circumcised. Okay, well, basically, it's nothing more than mutilation because it's not going to save you and it's not going to make you right with God. Verse 3, for we who are born again have been reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, set apart, for his purpose and are the true circumcision who worship in the spirit of God and glory and take pride and exult in Christ Jesus and place no confidence in what we have or who we are in the flesh, though I myself might have some grounds for confidence in the flesh if I were pursuing salvation by works. Paul is like, if anyone else thinks that he has reason to be confident in the flesh, that is in his own efforts, efforts to achieve salvation, I have far more. And then as the scriptures go on, Paul was telling them all that he had been through. And the fact that he has been through all of that, listen, Paul was whipped, he was flogged, what, like about three times, 39 stripes on his back. He was shipwrecked. He was bit by a snake. He was um, close to death every time he went out and preached the gospel. He was on the run for his life. He was thrown in Roman in Romans uh, uh, prisons and dungeons. He was under house arrest, uh, house arrest. Listen, if anybody... It got something to boast about all what they've been through. It would have been Paul, right? So listen, because before I tell you all about these seven things that you must have to do, y'all want to keep the Sabbath, and I mean keep it the way Israel had to keep it, because since the Torah keepers and the confused follower of Jesus who thinks that, well, 
We have to keep the Sabbath, don't we? Listen, let's look at Romans 10, 4, 5. That says, because we got to get the mindset right. So that when these false brethren come with the nonsense, we can be like, nope, that's not true. Listen, for Christ is the end of the law. What part of Romans 10, 4 are we not understanding? And yes, I'm going to keep saying it like that because Paul was saying, do you not understand or do you not know? So, I'm saying it. What part of X, Y, and Z are we not getting? Glory be to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen. Romans 10, 4 through 5. For Christ is the end of the law. It leads to him and its purpose is fulfilled in him for what? Granting righteousness to everyone who believes in him as Savior. For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness which is based on law with all its intricate demands shall live by it. Amen. Because Paul is saying, look, listen. Christ is the end of the law and how the law pointed to Jesus. Because Jesus says, listen, I didn't come to abolish the law. I've come to fulfill it. And that is what he did. He fulfilled it. And now we are under a new covenant. Okay. Because Paul was like, for Moses writes, talking about those laws, right? That man who practiced the righteousness which is based on the law with all of his intricate demands. Because that's what, <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. Because that's what I want to talk about. You want to keep the Sabbath? Oh, and you want to be a Torah keeper? Okay, well, we're going to see what Moses had to say about how when you keep the Sabbath, because Paul is like here with all of his intricate demands shall live by it. You keep one of them laws, you got to keep it all. And you are, you are back up under God. Oh, slow down. You are back up under God's curse and you got to live by it. Listen, you can't be in two. You cannot be in two covenants at the same time. Just like you can't be in two marriage covenants at the same time. Listen. The old covenant is done. It, it is signed, sealed, and fulfilled by Christ Jesus as quoted in Galatians 3.10. For all who rely on the works of the law of the law are under a curse. For it is written, Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all the things written in the book of the law and do them. Do them. Well, no, we don't have to keep all of them. Yes, you do. 
wake up. Yes, you do. Y'all want to keep holding on to the law? Y'all want to keep tithing under the law? Y'all want to keep Sabbath keeping under the law? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. You must keep them all. Exactly. With all of its intricate demands. Listen. Let's, Let's get on down to it. Because we cannot be spiritual ignorant. We cannot, listen, you must love the truth enough not to follow behind all of these Torah keepers because we know what, what the first five books of the, of the Bible um, are called, the, the uh, Pentateuch. It is called the Torah, and that is where God gave Moses them laws up there at the top of Mount Sinai, right? I believe... What could have happened with these Torah keepers that they they just grown sick and tired of all of the hyper grace that was going on in the that's that's going on in the apostate church. I get it because I can't stand it either. They always want to talk about grace, 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 and taking it as a license to sin. They ain't talking about God's wrath. They ain't talking about repent. They ain't talking about how if you don't stop sinning, you go into a burning hell as you await the final judgment at the great white throne that Revelation 20 talks about how if your name, folks, are not written in the Lamb's book of life, you will be thrown into the lake of fire where the smoke of your torment will rise day and night and that there will be no relief for you. Amen. So listen, folks. So what had happened was, I believe that since they got tired of hearing all of that, well, they ran right back to the old covenant, believing that following rules uh, rules and, and regulations and, and observances will make them justified and right with God. Listen, th- they believe that if they do works, they will be made right with God. And that and that they, okay, they are the true Christian because they feel good. They feel good about their works. And they, like I said, they look down on those who have been liberated by Christ Jesus, who live by grace and by faith. And that, and that somehow they know the Bible more, just like the, the Pharisees back there in, in ancient Israel. They too look down their noses at the people because yes, they knew the law inside and out up and down and all around and yet they themselves did not keep it okay so folks listen up here we go let me give y'all come on okay because see the question on the floor after we laid all of that thank you lord right sabbath is it a requirement for salvation because let me tell you there are some people like i said these torah keepers and even if you are not a torah keeper but you believe that as a follower of jesus christ that you must sabbath like as if it is a requirement not that you just 
in your own personal downtime with the Lord, that in your heart. Because see, up under the new covenant, it's all about the heart. Okay, it's, it's all about loving God with everything within you and loving our neighbors, our brothers, and helping Jesus in the recovery mission of the lost, doing what he did, going around doing good works, obeying the Father, because he said that how God has given him a body, right? And that how God prefers obedience over sacrifice. And we know that sacrifice came with the law. That's how the people people got their sins covered by animal sacrifices that they will go to the high priest who by the way had to offer sacrifices for his own sins and the blood of bulls and goats do not wash away the sins it just covers the sins all of that old testament it was um a type a shadow pointing to jesus pointing to faith in god's son for the remission of your sins. But Israel didn't want that. They they denied Christ. They brought him up on bogus charges of blasphemy. It, it was a mess. And so you have people who will bash you and send you to hell if you don't keep the Sabbath. They try to condemn and guilt trip you if you are not a Sabbath keeper. Listen, if a person claims they are modern day Sabbath keepers, well, these seven things must be part of their Sabbath keeping or they are not even keeping the, the Sabbath correctly, and they are putting themselves back up under God's curse. What part of we have been free from the law of sin and death are we not computing? Listen, first things first, Christ has in fact, indeed liberated us from the bondage of the law of Moses Romans 8:15 for you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out abba father so according to this scripture in Numbers 28, 9 through 10, these are the requirements that God says must be made in order to properly keep the Sabbath as he commanded. So now listen, okay, here we go. On the Sabbath day, sacrifice two one-year-old male lambs lambs with no defects. They must be accompanied by a grain offering of, of four quarts of choice flour, moistened with olive oil, and a liquid offering. This is the burnt offering to be presented each Sabbath day. In addition to the regular burnt offering and its accompanying accompanying liquid offering. 
you all Sabbath keepers are going to have a major problem with this because number one, where are you going to find two one-year-old male lambs with no defects to be sacrificed? Throats slit, burned up on an altar. Um, altar. Where are you going to find a high priest to uh, do this for you? Okay, well... We don't have to keep it like that. Yes, you do. And that's the problem. You all want to spout about how we must keep the Sabbath. And you are not a true Christian because you ain't Sabbath keeping. But guess what? You ain't keeping the Sabbath either. So I guess we are all what? In the same boat? I think not. Listen, we got the memo that Christ Jesus liberated us. From this law, listen, seven facts, okay? Because we just read the scripture about how to properly keep the Sabbath. Because listen, when Moses gave them all of these laws, he told them explicitly how to do them, how to keep them, what sacrifice, what <clears throat> what burnt offering, what liquid offering, what grain offering, what sin offering had to be done in order to appease God. Y'all better stop. Listen, seven facts, and this is the close about the Sabbath, if you intend to keep it correctly, according to the law, the law you all want to hang on to so much, well, guess what? You got to keep it like this, okay? These are the seven facts, because we just read up here in Numbers 28 how you got to keep it, okay? Seven facts. Number one, this is how you how you Sabbath keep these are the offerings for every Sabbath, every single one you keep. In addition to the regular burnt offering, and you got to figure out what that is. Go, go into the laws of Moses and find out what it is. And um, it says, in addition to the regular burnt offering and drink offering, and you got to find out what is that drink offering. Yeah, so... Y'all got some homework to do. In order to keep the Sabbath as it was instituted by God, there has to be a high priest. The high priest was the one who offered up the burnt offering on every Sabbath. Only the high priest can make the offering. Amen. And y'all going to have a huge problem with that because you want to know why? There ain't no more high priest. He's in heaven and his name is the Lord Jesus Christ. Read Hebrews, the book of Hebrews, and it will tell you that our high priest is in heaven sitting at the right hand of God the Father making intercessions for us. So I don't know what y'all going to do. Number two. You have to have two lambs a year old. So for the modern day Sabbath keepers, we have to ask you the question, where are you purchasing your two one-year-old lambs from? Where are the harvesters of the lambs? Where are you getting your lambs from? Because this is what God said must take place. Where, where are you going to find these lambs at? Okay. Number three, 
God said that the lambs cannot have defects. Where are you getting your unspotted lambs from? Number four, there must be also a drink offering. Do you even know what that is? Well, go look it up and find out. Number five, there must be a grain offering. A grain offering mixed with the finest flour with olive oil. Are you mixing up the flour with the olive oil? And this is not, <laughs> and you can't use that all-purpose flour either, okay? It was a particular flour, a choice flour. Y'all going to have to figure out where to get that. And I'm quite sure it's going to be uber super expensive, okay? Choice flour. Yeah, nope, you can't go into your pantry and get that self-rising flour. No. Look, number six. <laughs> it's funny because it's ridiculous. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Hey, listen. Yeah, I'm laughing because it is ridiculous. Look, number six, where are you presenting your slaughtered animals and your drink offerings and your burnt offerings too? Because they must be given to a high priest in order for him to present these offerings to God. There is no more temple, folks. Folks, it was prophesied by Jesus that it was going to it, it was going to be burnt down to the ground and how no stone will be unturned okay there will be no stones because those roman soldiers once over there in AD 70 that that second temple got burned down it was filled with gold and they upturned every single stone finding looking for gold and melted down gold yeah so where are you going to find a temple? Because we hear New Testament, blood bought, blood covenant, followers, believers by faith through the grace of God. Follow Jesus. We are the temples. <laughs> so what? Are you going to bring these animals to us? You see, it don't make any sense. It just stands to reason. And I can hear it now. Well, we don't got to keep it like that. Who says that? See, y'all can't be making this stuff up on the fly. And that's what happens when you have false doctrine and false teachers and the twisting of the scriptures. They come up with their own high sounding nonsense like Colossians 2, 8 tells us. Listen, last but not least, listen. Number seven, Sabbath cannot be implemented without community. Meaning, Israel was made up of 12 tribes. They were a community. And the Sabbath was enforced by the children of Israel among themselves. Listen, <laughs> Israel, okay, had a bunch of snitches, okay, Anybody who was caught not keeping the Sabbath correctly, oh, they, at the time, they went to Moses, okay? And so, let's look at this story over here in Numbers 15, because it, 
It's ridiculous. Y'all need to stop it. No, I'm not trying to sound scholarly right now. I'm talking Cynthia to you, okay? Numbers 15 tells a story about the community of Israel who stoned a man for gathering sticks on the Sabbath. Look, verse 32. And while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man that gathered sticks upon the Sabbath day. And they and they that found him gathering sticks brought him unto Moses and Aaron and, and unto all the congregation. They couldn't wait to drag this man in front of Moses, huh? And they put him in ward because it was not declared what should be done to him. And the Lord said unto Moses, The man shall be surely put to death all the congregation shall stone him with stones without the camp. And all the congregation brought him without the camp, meaning outside the camp, and stoned him with stones, and he died as the Lord commanded Moses. Amen. Folks, listen. Do not let anyone bamboozle you and put you into bondage by saying we in the new testament new covenant believers must keep the sabbath as you can see from all these scriptures that we just laid out god outlined exactly over there in the book of numbers how he wants not how you not how you want how how selfish is that? No, 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 no. How prideful and arrogant it is for you to believe <clears throat> that you can just do the Sabbath the way you want to do it. You can't keep this law. You cannot. Why not just get that settled in your spirit and realize that Christ <clears throat> died? A horrific death. Do I need, <clears throat> I can't even talk my throat. Do I need, once again, to go over the bloody, gory details of our Lord. How he suffered on the way to the cross. Being whipped by the Roman soldiers with that cat of nine tails. Ripping his flesh off his body having his beard plucked out, having a crown of thorns pierced into his skin, I mean, to his scalp, being slapped in the face. How, how you like you you giving a testimony or you answering a question and one of them Roman soldiers just came up and slapped the fire out of your face, being mocked and jeered at? Listen, over there in the book of, of, of Isaiah, all you got to read is chapters 42 and 52. It tells how Jesus looked unrecognizable as a human being hanging up there on the cross after the, the beating he took from the Roman soldiers. And guess what? Jesus on purpose laid down his life for you. And you over here 
in the 21st century talking about how, oh, you going to keep the Sabbath, how you were taught, taught by these wolves in sheep clothing. Oh, this is how you keep it by what? Not going to work. What? Reading a couple of scriptures. What? Going about just what? Praying all day. No. No, 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 no. You cannot. Listen, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have your legalistic cake and eat it too. No. Absolutely not. Listen. <clears throat> he wants the Sabbath. God wants the Sabbath to be kept the way that he instituted. And listen, and don't let them lie to you and say, Oh, it's the 21st century. We got to keep, we don't have to keep it like that. Yeah, you do. Because that should be the first red flag. That these people are religious and wants you to, and wants to keep you under God's curse. So, these are the facts. And I'm going to let y'all go with this. Because I'm done. Listen, I'm I'm ready to go to bed. Okay? And the Holy Spirit is impressing upon my spirit to put out these teachings on this topic and i love it okay listen let's go to the facts jesus christ the lord jesus christ the son of the living god was the final lamb offered up number two jesus christ was the perfect lamb slain number three jesus christ's blood liberated you, excommunicated you, pushed you away from, pulled you away from the law. Amen. So, if you, my friend, are not keeping the Sabbath the way God instituted, then you are doing it wrong. Listen, every Sabbath must have all those things listed in Scripture. Do not let anyone deceive you, folks. Listen, Sabbath keeping is not required for salvation. It would be impossible to keep the full requirements anyway. And because of that, none of us is going to make it. I'm quite sure where you live, if you try, go on and try it, to put up an altar and kill an animal Oh, somebody's, somebody will be calling the cops and you will be going to jail because let's get to the heart of the matter. Listen, I'm trying to let y'all go. I'm trying. Look, Colossians um, 2, 16. Let no man, therefore, judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of any holy day or of the new moon. Or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body, but the body is of Christ. Amen. And that's Colossians 2, 16 to 17, because Jesus, our Lord, has and will always have the final, final word about his Sabbath. John 8, 3, 6. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. 
Amen. So, not keeping the Sabbath will not send you to hell. Amen. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, oh, thank you for the spirit of truth. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you that we can turn to your word in study and quiet downtime study and search the scriptures just like the Bereans to make sure what Paul was preaching was true. And as we go through your word, Father, we see the truth laid out before us. <clears throat> the problem comes into play when men want to create doctrines of devils. They want to do what they want to do. They want to branch off in these separate factions and come up with all sorts of nonsense. And Father, I say that respectfully because you told us don't be held captive. Don't be led astray. Don't be deceived. Do not let the false brethren pull us away from Christ and his teachings. So Father, we don't know everything, nor do we strive to think that we know everything. But the things we do know, oh, we holding on to those truths, Father, of what we learned from you, from our Lord being led by the Holy Spirit. We will not let anyone bewitch us. We will not allow anyone to come and interfere with the sound doctrine of the gospel. Father, I thank you for, for learning and teaching. And if we have taught anything that was in error or wasn't fully explained, we repent, Father, and we allow ourselves to be open to teaching and correction and reproof and, and instruction because father we are learning more and more each time we study the word and as we allow ourselves to be led by the holy spirit we have to try every spirit <clears throat> anytime somebody wants to teach us this word we must go back to the scriptures and see what do you have to say. Glory be to God. In Jesus' name, I pray. Father, I pray that today's lesson brought you glory. Amen and amen. All right, folks. Another one in the can. Repent and believe that Jesus is the Son of God. That he did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. And he did by being obedient to the Father. And he loved us. And he magnified the law. And he expanded the law to get the people, to, to get them prepared for this new covenant. Now, it's about the spirit of the law as opposed to the letter of the law, because the letter of the law, it kill it. 
but the Spirit gives life in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. Lord willing, until next time, I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now. Thank you guys for tuning in. I truly appreciate all your support. Until next time, I'll be talking to y'all soon. Bye.